This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Tuesday, the 22nd of March. Justin, low and middle income Australians might get a one-off payment to help battle the higher cost of living, all part of this year's federal budget, my friend. We'll be watching with an eagle eye for March 29, Justin, and hear the little leaks (laughs) that come out before. Love the little leaks. Brett, Amazon is going to open a huge sorting centre in Melbourne to speed up delivery across Australia. And get this, it's going to be almost the size of the MCG. Three great... And stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first, Burger King says its independent operator in Russia is refusing to close down its restaurants. Cannot stop, will not stop, Brett. What <laughs> is the story? So companies have been pulling out of Russia in droves. We're talking Maccas, Apple, Starbucks, Netflix, you name it, they have left. But some Juzzy boy, like Burger King, they've stayed open and it turns out they're saying it ain't really their fault. And how so? Well, Burger King has a local partner in Russia that runs their restaurants. And this local partner is refusing to shut down the 800 Burger King restaurants. So to enforce its contracts with the local partner, it needs help from the Russian government. And Brett, we know that's about as likely as neighbours being saved from being axed right now. (laughs) So it just goes to show international franchising, it can be risky business. So what's the key learning here? International franchising can be great for expansion, but it does come with risks. Franchising is when companies sell the rights, their branding and their products, but leave the actual operations to individual franchise owners. And while that means that a brand can grow globally relatively quickly, Mm -hmm. it also means that the parent company, it gives up some of the rights. In this case, Brett, Burger King's parent company says there are no legal clauses that actually let it change the contract that it has in place with independent owners. So while they want to suspend Burger King operations in Russia Mm -hmm. due to the limitations of their franchise model, they just can't. For our second story, Optus is threatening to take its big commercial partnership away from telco tower group Axicom just as Macquarie plans to sell off Axicom. Ah, just beating the buzzer with this one, Justin. What is happening here? Okay, so Axicom owns and operates around 2,000 telco towers across Australia. Now, these are used by telco networks like Optus to give us access to mobile services and broadband. Now, Brett, Axicom has three main customers that makes up 90% of its revenue. This is important. And now, Macquarie Infrastructure, which owns Axicom, Mm -hmm. they're looking to flog it to the highest bidder. But they've just hit a major speed. Yep, Optus, one of its biggest customers, is threatening to take its business elsewhere unless it gets a better deal. So Optus is causing a bit of a riffraff, (laughs) potentially putting the sale at risk in order to secure its long-term market position. So what is the key learning here? For telco companies, network allocation, or the allocation of mobile towers, can make or break their long-term position in the market. And that, my friend, is because the number of towers you have access to can actually impact how many Australians you can provide services to. Brett, we know that Optus's main rival, Telstra, has just locked down a telco tower deal with TPG. And this means that Telstra can get access to thousands of mobile towers in regional Australia. And boost its mobile network coverage to nearly 99% of the Australian population. And that's basically the way the industry works. Mm -hmm. It's a mutual relationship. Tower companies make the bulk of their revenue from telcos. And Optus is using this fact and its relationship with Axicom as a bargaining chip to maintain its coverage, but also get it at a cheaper rate. Very interesting. For our third and final story, online grocery platform Instacart has teamed up with TikTok so users can buy recipe ingredients <laughs> from viral videos. Somebody get me those pesto eggs, Brett. What is the story? So we know TikTok ain't just a hotspot for hot dancers. It's also a hotspot for viral recipes. Baked feta pasta. Delicious. The tortilla wrap hack. How about that whipped coffee? What about Jason Derulo's <laughs> giant donut burger? <laughs> but you know, if you don't have those ingredients on hand, mm, it can be tricky to find the time to actually execute on those hot dishes. So B-Man, now 
Now, a US grocery platform called Instacart has partnered with TikTok to launch its shoppable recipes feature. And it's basically going to let TikTok chefs add shopping lists to their food videos so that viewers can buy the ingredients ASAP. Nothing like a good impulse food purchase and you can bet it'll come to Australia if it works over there. 100%. So what is the key learning here? Impulse purchasing is when shoppers buy without really thinking about it. You know, on an impulse. And how about the research on this one, Justin? Mm -hmm. Impulse buying accounts for between 40 and 80% of purchases. Guilty. Guilty. (laughs) It's particularly common with grocery shopping. We're talking more than 50% of all groceries are sold thanks to impulsive urges. I.e. being hangry. (laughs) But Brett, with the introduction of online grocery shopping, impulse buying, at least at the supermarket, has slowed a lot. But by introducing shoppable recipes, Mm -hmm. Instacart isn't just standing out from its competitors, it's also bringing impulse back in JT style. (laughs) Flux family, if you're loving the pod and you're also loving the feeling of becoming smarter than your boss, then we strongly recommend you follow this very podcast. Scroll to the top, hit the follow button, you will not regret it. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.